Welcome, food enthusiasts, to another episode of the Future Food Cast. I'm Pam Linemiller, your host for today. And we have a really fun interview all about flavors, which a lot of us don't think about, but we have Luann Blancher with us. She is a beverage category marketer with Jividon. Welcome to the podcast, Luann. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to talk all about flavors. You know, something that most of us as an end consumer, it's it's kind of seamless to us. We we buy things that are already finished and you're kind of on the front end of deciding what they're going to taste like, what the trends are that that we like as consumers. And I'm really excited to unpack how all that happens today. Me too. Yeah. You work with a company that focuses really more in the B2B space, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Jivanaut is a taste and well-being company. So not only flavors, but also as well ingredients as well in terms of botanical and nutraceuticals. And our main goal really is, again, working with B2B customers and really trying to help them solve their problems and make sure that they continually make their consumers happy and delightful with the products that they're putting out. Yeah, thanks for expanding all that you do work in because I I just love flavors and so I focused in on I focused in on that part because who doesn't like to try a new beverage which is the category that you're in and um, you know but you do have a lot of other ingredients that you work with your customers on to try to get the fl- the profiles that they want for their consumers right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and initially we started just as a flavor company, but we realized again with looking at the trends and seeing really the needs of the consumers really expanding. So we do have flavors, we have taste ingredients, we have botanicals, we've even expanded to colors as well too. So when you start to think about all the components that are made up of food and beverages, it's not only simply just the taste, but you think about the texture, the color. So we're really trying to be a just all-encompassing company and not just focusing on one specific area. So I'm really happy with the growth of Jividon over the last couple of years. Well, very nice. I didn't realize until I spoke with you that all that was involved. You know, I just pick something up and buy it, but I don't really break it down like you do as a marketer into all the different components and what trends are happening out in the marketplace. I know consumers' tastes are changing a little bit. I mean, how do you figure that out? What's going on right now? And how do you know? Yeah, good question. So first of all, it's 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 good that you said you don't think about that because we don't want you to think about that. We just want you to enjoy and 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 really experience the food. But in terms of really looking at trends, we have several different ways that we can do that. So we're you know looking at what are some of the economic and political trends. We're looking at some of the consumer trends as well too. We're looking at some secondary resources, um, journal article, research articles. So there are a lot of different ways that we are keeping abreast with consumers. Jivanon is is known for its research. It's one of the things that attracted me to the company. So we ourselves are also doing a lot of internal research as well too, to really understand the consumer needs and how we can really deliver to their expectations as well. Yeah, I think we consumers are pretty complicated animals, aren't we? You are, yes, we all are. (laughs) Ever-changing, ever-changing, let's not say complicated. Okay, complicated, yes. Uh, Ever-changing, we do want... I think there's a combination, maybe you can confirm or deny, you know, sometimes people want that comfort food, which is the thing they're really used to and, and they know they like it and and it's kind of a go-to product for them. But then some people 
want to try the new, the fancy, the different, the latest thing that's on the market. Is that is that right? Is there kind of an opposites there? Yes. So a very, very good point that you brought up. So it really depends a lot on you know, the mood that you're feeling, um, what sort of environment you're in, you know, what you want to feel like in that moment or what do you want to feel like in the future. We've also done some research recently and, and it's called Flavor Finders. It's really trying to understand um, you know, consumers' personalities. And something that you touched on is we have, we've realized like some consumers who like tried and true flavors, they are, you know, they, they don't want to be disappointed, you know? So they, for instance, if they like vanilla, they're going to stay with vanilla ice cream. They don't want to try something new. But we've also found out that there are consumers as well too, who just like to try new products. So it all really comes down to the personality of that person when it comes to how adventurous they really want to be about their foods. But again, within particular consumers, again, as I said earlier, it kind of depends on the day, the mood, the environment as well, too. So if you're at a brunch with your friends, you're in a different mood, you might want to try something new, um, depending on if you're at a birthday party or a family barbecue. So again, all of these factors kind of play into food and beverages. And so it depends on the mood, the location, whether you're at brunch, whether the group of, of people you're with. So whether you're with friends or with family, all of that really influences what sort of beverage or food you're going to consume and enjoy at that moment. Very cool. I hadn't really thought about that. I do know that when we travel, my husband loves to try that new thing. He's always looking on the menu for something he hasn't had before. To your point, there are different kind of consumer profiles, people that, and depending on where you are, you know, when we're not traveling, not so much adventurous as far as the menu goes. So it has to do with the environment. And Luann, I never really thought about the emotion that plays into the foods and the flavors and the ingredients that we're willing to try or not willing to try, but you've kind of enlightened me to that in our conversation. Yeah, so we've done some internal proprietary research that, that can go into that a little bit more. So when you're feeling happy or happy or excited or elated, what are the flavors that really connect with that? When you're feeling a little bit, you know, down or maybe you didn't have a good day, what are the flavors that bring you that sort of comfort or, you know, bring you that sort of joy? So really understanding um, moods and emotions and how they're connected to food and flavors. You know, again, as you said earlier, as a consumer, you don't think about this, but this is this not your job, really. It's our job to think about it. And again, to make sure that we apply our learnings and principles and really look at our portfolio and see how we can continue to entice and delight the consumer. Yeah, enticing and delighting. I mean, it's all about uh, us having an experience with our food. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is pretty much the purpose and kind of the motto at Jividon, right? Feel good experiences, do good experience. We're all about creating these experiences for the consumer. You know what? It's so interesting to me uh, because I'm a very fact-based person as far as I have science and math degree. And I am always looking at the numbers and all that. But what I'm hearing you say is, I mean, some of this food experience and the flavors and, and how you're going about trying different things, uh, it's not really based in sheer facts. It sounds like there's a lot of emotion. Actually it is. So when we think about when we're looking at 
the trends. There's a lot of data behind that. So there are people in the field who go out and they, they look at the products, they're collecting data, they're analyzing it, we're reading those reports. We are, again, anytime we make a new product or we're thinking about, you know, telling our customers about the consumers and, and the trends, that's really kind of based in some data as well, too. So there's a little bit of quantitative as well as qualitative as well. So it's a good marriage of the two, I would say. So we, again, at Jivadon believe in science, we believe in research. We There's one thing that we love is that we love data. So we'll always have some sort of data behind anything that we present. Yeah, I think it's great that Jividon does all of the research, so I don't have to. I can just show up and enjoy the things that I'm liking to enjoy. That's kind of what I'm getting is the bottom line from this interview, is that you're doing all the work so that I don't have to. I like it. I like that part of it. Well, how did you even, uh, let's back up a little bit, because this is an interesting job, Luann. How did you even get started in this industry and then this category within this industry. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. A really good question. So I remember I'll, I'll go a little bit way back. So um, last semester undergrad, I was introduced to a food science, to food science, and I took a food science course and it just went from there. And I went ahead and got a food science degree specifically in sensory science, which is really looking at the measurement and evaluation and interpretation of how we humans kind of evaluate products. Right. So through our senses, so aroma, touch, you know, with smell and texture. And so I worked in the sensory department at Jivanon for a few years and also became very interested in business, got a business degree as well, too. And then the opportunity just arose for me to move over into marketing. And uh, I remember vividly asking the question, like, can I bring a lot of my uh, scientific skills over things like critical thinking and asking why and creativity and they said, absolutely, yes. And uh, and here I am today. It's been a fun ride. It is. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's nice that Vividon really appreciates your background and what you're bringing to your job and kind of allows you to use the best of, of all of that to in the work. Each day is is different. It's never the same, never a dull moment. Yeah, and I think that would be really fun because we're always changing. And consumer trends are changing right now, too, as far as what we like and, and what kind of things were, you know, I think in the beverage category in particular, I guess what what's happening, you know, seems like coffee was a huge thing. I know seltzers are big, I, but that's just anecdotal. What do you see? So you're absolutely right, Pam. There is a lot going on in the beverage market right now in terms of trends, in terms of new products. So I'll try to, you know, give you a little synopsis of each one. So within the alcohol category, we're seeing gin really having its moment and tequila having its moment. And a lot of those are kind of linked to the, you know, the botanicals, the naturalness, the story that goes behind making those alcohols. And we're also seeing a lot with mocktails as well, too. And that's a bigger overarching theme in terms of health and wellness. And consumers either wanting to abstain completely from alcohol or really try to find a way to balance it, right, in, in their lives. So we're seeing a a lot of, of mocktails are non-alcoholic spirits on the menu and you know bartenders and mixologists are really creating a lot with that with under in, in other categories such as coffee here comes really a big you know in terms of experience and global flavors and how do we bring how do we really tap into the senses and a lot of this happened during the pandemic so a lot of people were able to go to the coffee shops as they wanted to so they started really experiencing and bringing that into their home and and now they've kind of 
taken that and, and kind of kept that. Like, how can I bring these elements of a coffee shop into a home? Still, I, I'm going to a coffee shop now that things have opened up. But how do I bring those interesting flavors and nuances? We're really seeing a boom with cold brew, especially with the convenience, cold coffee. It's very convenient. You know, you can take it. You, know, you don't need to wait for it to brew. Seltzers, as you said, huge, right? Really big. So just seltzers in terms of what are the flavors that are being used? What are the flavor combinations? Again, when we think about things like health and wellness, here's where you start to see some of those botanicals and other ingredients. You see things like ginseng being incorporated into things like seltzers as well too. And in terms of hard seltzers now, that market is continually evolving. It's, it's, we're starting to see a lot more brands on the market and starting to see what they're doing there. And what's next there is kind of maybe moving into some of the spirit-based seltzers as well too. And then there's also hydration and refreshment as well. So consumers want beverages now that just don't only meet the, the core requirement. It's they want additional benefits. So can I have a beverage that also helps me with immunity? Can I have a beverage that's also helping me with energy? Can I have a beverage that also helps me with focus as well too? So again, as I said earlier, consumers are ever changing and we're just trying to keep up with them. Yeah. So we want that value add is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> yes. We want the value add there. Well, interesting perspective on the pandemic and how that has affected some people and how they're experiencing things. I hadn't really thought about that at all, but you're right because now you were making your coffee at home or if you wanted convenience, I, I love the cold brew. Hadn't thought about that as being a convenience thing. Personally with the hard seltzers, I just kind of was letting that happen out there. And I didn't even try one until a couple of weeks ago. And then I really enjoyed it. It isn't a category that was ever in my life before. And I think that's interesting, you know, that I, and it was just because, you know, in a social situation, I've never tried one of those. And a friend said, you need to try this. And so I did and just really enjoyed it. So it's interesting, all the things you're talking about, like what mood you're in, where you are, whether you're open to trying something new or not. Like, as I look back on how my life has been over the past month, I mean, all of those come into play. That is so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And this, again, it's our job to kind of, my job to kind of keep track of all of this and all the trends. So going back a little bit to the pandemic, health and wellness became really big, right? It's not to say that yeah. consumers weren't aware of health and wellness before, but it really came to the peak during the pandemic with immunity. And, and you saw a lot of products with enhanced immunity or immunity plus on the market. And it's not that immunity isn't important anymore, but now they're looking, what's the next added benefit that I can, can get? And we're seeing energy and focus really come into light there as well. Okay. So interesting. You're right. People were looking and the value add was immunity because it was at the forefront of everything that was happening in our lives during that time. And, and now I think still is a concern. People want, have learned that if they can keep their immunity boosted, that's better for everyone because we're all going to move forward in a healthier way. So that's all so much better. Another trend that I've seen that you had talked about before was consumers are interested like in the botanicals and kind of more natural things, but also in like the sustainability of what's happening with their products and how they're being sourced and produced and all of that. Are you seeing that with what you do as well? Absolutely. So sustainability is key and on the minds of consumers. 
And we at Jivadon take it very seriously. We've always been known to ethically source a lot of our ingredients. And so this is very important to us. We want to make sure that our customers trust us and trust that what we're giving them is not only sustainably sourced, but also is delivering a rich profile as well, too. So at Jivadon, we're also getting ready, or we, we're in the process of becoming B Corp certified. So that is a huge for us. Again, we're not only looking at the sustainability of our products, we're not only looking at carbon emissions, how to re reduce wastewater, um, how do we look at you know, the amount of electricity that we're using in the plants, but also thinking about the communities, right? How do we look at the mental health of our employees as well too? How do we make sure that they're sustainable and, and able to, to do their jobs? And then when we think about, again, back to some of our sourcing and communities, how are we giving back to those communities? We're not just you know, taking those crops and making them into good flavors, but how do we make sure that the farmers are paid well? How do we make sure that we're making sure that that community is still sustainable, not only for now and for our needs, but also for the future as well. Well, I hadn't really thought about that. Now, for our listeners that aren't aware of the B Corp certification, I think after you said that you were listing several of the things that are a part of that certification, right? The things that we are, yes, as part of the certification that we are in tune with, yes. Yeah, that's not an easy certification to get. It's very very broad and and sweeping across all areas of your business and takes a few years so yes we are we are committed <laughs> to the length of time that it takes and it, it really shows that we not only value what we do we value our customers we value their customers and we also value the employees as well too not only now but also into the future yeah interesting because you do have that b2b space you you're valuing your customers, which then also have end customers. So it's it's really interesting to, to make all those partnerships work. But it sounds like you're always, uh, Vividon is always innovating, like trying to figure out the next thing. Absolutely. We are always, I, I love the brainstorming sessions we have at work to think about what's next, to answer the questions of why are we seeing this? Um, how can we deliver to this using the portfolio of the products that we have, whether they're the taste ingredients, the, the botanicals and nutraceuticals, the color. So we're always trying to think ahead. We're always trying to, again, see what is it that the consumer wants, what the consumer needs and deliver to that, but also go beyond their expectations as well, too. You know, there's a, a part where we're trying to almost predict what the consumer needs before they know they need it. Right. I think that'd be the really interesting part of your job to try to predict what we're going to need before we know that we need it and kind of inform that. Right. A lot of times we're making decisions. We aren't thinking about it ahead. We're making our decisions based on what's available to us. And a lot of that brain power comes from people like you at Vividon trying to make sure you're serving our needs and you're giving us options and innovating forward. Absolutely, because again, we are constantly looking at the trends, keeping abreast of what's going on, not only what's going on in food, what's going on in the economy, how are politics influencing, again, inflation rates, you know, minimum weight, how is that going to affect consumers, consumer trends, their needs, their buying habits. So we have to be aware of everything that's going on, not only from a, you know, just a flavor or food category, but really looking at the global landscape and seeing how that can affect consumers and then how that's going to affect our customers. Like, what do we think they're going to come to us next for? Yeah, exactly. Just like you were talking about, I mean, the world events like the pandemic really 
affected how your consumers were behaving and what they were looking for. And then coming out of that, you know, what they're looking for and not only in the coffee category, but in the immune category, you know, the value add being immunity, et cetera. So those, everything is always changing. I bet that is so interesting for you. Uh, interesting and challenging, both at the same time, probably for your work. I like it though. I like a challenge. I, <laughs> again, when you think about my, my scientific background, I'm like, I'm always there ready to analyze. And again, ask those questions why it can be challenging at time, but I, I like a challenge. So yeah. it suits me well. Well, and I'm sure Vividon is glad you do like the challenge because they need <laughs> up to that challenge. We have talked about some great things this morning and what you and your company are doing. And But is there anything else you would like for our audience to know from your perspective, Luann, before we go? So one thing I really want the audience to take away is to know that we are constantly thinking about consumers' needs whenever you know new products are launched, whenever new flavors are launched as well. So we're thinking about your need state, your emotion, how this food is going to delight you, how this beverage is going to delight you. So just know that there is a, a thought process, but there's also a large team behind every single beverage, every single food, every piece of confectionery, yogurt, ice cream, anything that you see, there's a team behind it. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. And really at the end of the day, we just want to make sure that you are enjoying it and, and being delighted. Luann, thank you for leaving us with that perspective. I am looking forward to being delighted the next time I try some new food or beverage ingredient or product. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Pam. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 